And we are super psyched to welcome our newest sponsor, Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source for premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle, that's West Seattle, or Portland stores. You'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. I know because I'm in there a lot. Grab a cup of coffee, swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code TOURSTORIES10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. This app works on iOS and Android, of course, and it's available in the Apple Store and Google Play Stores and all the stores where you buy apps. Go check it out. It's got a lot of cool features. You can upload new releases. You can get notified when you've earned royalties. Awesome. You can withdraw from the app via push notifications. A little dangerous for me, but rad. Anyways, go check it out. It's all at distrokid.com app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. We continue to celebrate our friends and partners over at Isotope, and we got some big news for you. The gold standard of audio repair, RX11, is coming in May. In the meantime, you can buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at isotope.com. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hello, Tour Story listeners. Thank you for your continued support, and welcome to Season 4. I'd like to take a second to thank our friends and sponsors over at Isotope. Here at Ruinous, Chris and I rely heavily on easy-to-use tools like RX and Ozone for all of our audio repair, mixing, and mastering. Now, Tour Story listeners can get 10% off Isotope plugins or try Music Production Suite Pro for free for 30 days using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. To get your discount and check out all of their easy-to-use products, go to isotope.com slash ruinous. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com slash ruinous. And use code FRET10. And thank you for listening. Hello, all. How you doing? We're good. I'm talking to Matthew and Maria. Where are you guys? We're in Portland, Oregon. What part of Portland do you live in? I used to live there. We live in Outer Southeast. I think I have a friend named Hutch Harris who lives in Outer Southeast. You ever see a guy named Hutch Harris walking on the streets? Can't say I have. He's good looking. Strikingly good looking. How's Portland feeling these days? I haven't been there in a couple years. Honestly, it's feeling pretty run down. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Like pretty quiet. Well, I mean, we're we're also out pretty far east so you know it doesn't feel very polished lately it feels kind of which I, I i i don't mind but yeah there is like a couple of years there where portland was really shiny and it wasn't as much fun and then mm-hmm. now it's not as shiny but it's i don't know it's just kind of topsy-turvy because like one week you're going to shows and seeing all your friends and then the next week you're 
you know, washing your vegetables again. So, yeah. Um, I always wash my vegetables, but you're washing them you for COVID versus just, you know, bugs. Do you wash your vegetables? Oh, yeah, of course. You don't wash your vegetables? I do. Oh. Okay, I yeah. do. Yeah. Do you get stressed if you forget and you're eating them? No. Just for pesticides. Yeah. Yeah. Pesticide stressed. Stressed aside. Yes. A good name Stressed for a hardcore band. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> An organic uh, hardcore band. Exactly. Uh, how's the vaccination rates feeling down there and or the infection rates? Uh, vaccination rate is good. Infection rate is... Also high. High. Everyone's got COVID, but... I know. They seem to be doing all right. Yeah. Wait, where are where are you? If we for, I, I live in Seattle. You're in Seattle. Okay. And it's the same thing. Yeah. Seattle's like uh, I feel like they're more on top of on top of it than Portland. They're more they, more well, strict. We apparently got the first one, and the University of Washington is also on the forefront of all the research and testing. So it kind of feels like that, but the virus doesn't care. The doesn't infections care. are crazy high. We were at Capitol Hill, and it was crazy. Oh, it was in a October. Party. It was insane. Gosh. There are more people there than I'd ever seen in Portland. <laughs> what were you up there for? We were playing a show at Barboza and we just emerged out of the basement and it was like Saturday night and I don't think I've ever been around that many people. Ever. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That particular corner is like Mardi Gras. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Every night. Yeah. Yeah. So as of uh, the last two months or so, what have you guys been doing with your time there in Portland? You know, the infection rate has gone up. People are hunkering down again. Yeah, I mean, we were we were going to do a secret New Year's Eve show and it canceled. But um, so it's kind of awkward because um, we didn't post that we were canceling our secret show. But then friends were texting us, asking us if we were playing our secret show. So we had to figure out who we would told to let them know that we weren't playing our secret show. So I don't know who showed up there. Maybe some people did. I don't know. <laughs> there was no way to, to send out the, the bar SLS. Was open. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been fun to, to go down there and meet people and say, hey, sorry, here's a beer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. We almost beer. went to, to the yeah. bar for New Year's Eve, even though we couldn't play. But, I mean, I guess... What have we been doing? We've been I mean, we've been writing and I mean, just doing working and stuff, and we're hopefully going on tour. So yeah, preparing for that. We were in the like, let's get ready for everything to start again phase. Um, mm -hmm. We're we're still we're in still that in phase. That. We're optimistic, but yeah, in the depths of this pandemic, were you hunker downers or did you find yourself fighting it and going outside and? We were, were pretty good rule followers. We were as... pretty good rule followers. I mm. wouldn't say we were like the, we weren't on the like 100% rule following. We didn't like um, tape our doors shut or anything. Yeah. You know? We made the best decisions for ourselves and we, we did a lot of porch hangs at first. We had a, we have this heater. Mr. Heater is the name of the heater. We hang out with Mr. Heater outside. It was really great. Yeah, uh, that pretty much saved our, saved our winter. Yeah. So we kind of got oh. to scratch that itch the social itch for a while doing that. And then, I don't know, which we check the news, what like weather reports, it's kind of like yeah. that. It's like, ooh, what's the risk factor right now? Right. And did you work on um, your new record, which is called I Just Want to Be Wild for You? 
Yeah, we finished that at the beginning of the pandemic. We were just sort of finishing overdubs for that, but we recorded the basics before, which was was which was lucky. And so yeah, we we just did Mm -hmm. some overdubs and mixed it. And I don't know, the mixing process was a little more remote than we were used to. Um, Right. You know, so it was like really like, okay, do you need to be in the studio for this part? So where did you do it? Uh, We did it at Bocce in Vancouver um, with John Askew. That's the second time I've heard of that studio, but I've never been there. It's really cool. It was built in the 50s for this country label out of Vancouver. And it's like a standalone building, which is kind of nice. It's not like in a big compound. And the walls are about a foot thick on the inside of the studio and filled with sand. So it has really, really great isolation. So it was a country studio. That makes me wonder if Willie Nelson ever set foot in there. Did you hear any lore of that? Because he was a DJ in Vancouver. Yeah, there's a rumor that he recorded a very early single there in the 50s. Interesting. I got to check that place out. Um, Well, the record's killer. I've listened to it a lot in the last week or so. I've been driving a lot to visit my parents, so I've been having time with your record. And coincidentally, the first song on the record is Loneliness, right? Yes. And... uh, I've been alone in my car, which I haven't been alone in two years, I don't think, you know, um, like most people. So thanks for the reminder. I do miss my old friend, Loneliness. You got it. Uh, it's Yeah, that's exactly what the song's about. <laughs> are you a kind of a loner person? I'm not, really. I, I like to be around people, but those lyrics reminded me of uh, how important it is to be alone. And, of course, mostly from the information highways uh i very much value my alone time and in the last couple years i've come to see it maybe as you do as a luxury uh Mm -hmm. because back when i was i don't know in high school and in college i spent a lot of time alone i was pretty introverted and just like needed that space to work on my own projects and my own my own thoughts and recharge and in the last few years i've kind of been around people a lot more um constantly having housemates and uh relationship and all of that and uh especially with covid when you're kind of stuck with all those people at once that alone time has become very precious and loneliness was actually written about a time when I was living in Kyoto and I was extremely lonely and I thought that I was good at being alone and then that time made me question it because I was it was such a miserable (laughs) miserable lonely six weeks which isn't very long but when you're lonely that feels like an eternity yeah and uh and then now I look back on it and I'm like I, I, I could do that again. I, I could use that. <laughs> yeah. That, I'm sure if I was in it, I would feel differently. I've had the same experience. And again, I, I'm pretty social and I'll get drunk on socializing and, you know, forget how important being alone is. And then you look back and you're like, wow, I actually got something done. Instead of whatever version of noise is coming at me. Yeah. Do you have any tricks to quell the noise i'm you know i'm mostly speaking to social media etc but do you do anything to get yourself alone i honestly feel like i need to change environments to get there like it's really hard to get there even in my own home i think like because our habits are tied so like my habits are tied so closely with with my space around me so 
sometimes I just feel like I need to be somewhere else, like any anywhere else, like a bar, or which hasn't been very possible lately. Um, or like book yourself like a getaway or a cabin or just any like go hotel. hotel cheap motels are my favorite. Ooh, I don't know. That's fun. Anywhere else. God, that's a good idea. Yeah, like the shittiest like motel is great, uh, especially if it's in a weird small town. But you know that stuff's been a lot harder to do since COVID started because yeah, you never know how much time like how how much opportunity you're going to have or how much money you're going to have to do those things because you are not working as much. (laughs) I do think you take advantage of like any moment that you have by yourself though. Like if you have an hour, you'll usually pick up the guitar and work on something. Yeah, very opportunistic. I think people lose sight of what to do or have lost sight rather. And again, how important being alone is. Mm Well, and then there's some people who were very alone the last couple of years whose stories like, oh my God, I haven't had anyone this whole time. A lot of healthcare right. workers. Yeah. So uh, yeah. some extremes going on, I think, in the yeah. social world out there. So you said that you were going to play a show on New Year's Eve. Have you played many of these tunes live? Have you done any streaming or anything since you finished the record? These particular tunes, we've played a few of them live, three or four of them, and then the rest of them are going to be brand new to us to tour with. So that's really exciting. We haven't done that in a while, had a whole new batch of songs to play live. And we're just kind of figuring out how to how to do them right now, you know, how to yeah. translate them to a live show. Yeah, how how many piece band do you imagine you'll have or do you already have in place? So we've typically toured with a four piece band, uh, Maria and I on guitar, and then um, Nevada Soul on bass and Cooper Trail on drums. And we have a we actually have a second rhythm section with Matt Thompson on bass and then Ellie Swope on drums. So I think for like our local shows, we're trying to bring a bigger band so we can flesh things out. Maria does a lot of harmonies on the record that we want to be on there and uh, there's a lot of keys that we like um mm-hmm. but for touring we're gonna probably keep it keep it four keep it four and bring a couple keyboards and see where we can if i can play some keys or maybe nevada can play some keys and i'll slide over to bass or we're gonna try to rotate around a bit and puzzle it out yeah puzzle it out yeah. that makes sense too because the songs are pretty there's quite a lot of diversity of vibes and dynamics on on the record so yeah it it'll be cool to watch you guys rotating around the stage yeah that's kind of our styles a lot of different vibes on the album (laughs) i feel like the trick is like okay we want to play the record how it sounds but we also would like want the show to be fluid and not feel like there's a five minute gap between songs while we all like switch instruments and then hopefully our (laughs) monitor mix is okay for however the person who's in that spot said it and that's right that's tough and now do you have a tour booked in the near future yeah we have a (laughs) we have a tour that kicks off february 18th basically Mm -hmm. right in tandem with the album release we are hoping that that's in a good window to kind of ride out the very end of Omicron. Of Omicron. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it'll just have run through everyone because I think that's what's happening now. Yeah. Is it start on the East Coast or the West Coast? West Coast. We actually, um, we're only making it as far out 
to Colorado on this run and then down to we're going to South by. So we're going to go down to mm. to Austin, um, and make it back. And you'll be when you're down there in the southwest, you get to be outside a lot. Yeah. It's easy to be outside, at least. Yeah. yeah, I heard it's the rainy Could season, be. though, in Austin during that time. I don't know. Oh, really? That's what I've heard. Huh. Huh. Well, Interesting. I mean, well, you're used to it. We're used to it. It'll you'll be, be good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, until people can see you, I'd like to play this song, which is, I think, my favorite song in the record. It, I can relate to it uh, very easily. Uh it's called The Road Song. Is it cool if I play that one? Go for it. Let's drive this highway list a few cities like every other road dog in every other road song. Go, my songs are getting 
as I said, I 100% relate to that sentiment in that song. The circular monotony of touring. Yep. Does touring drive you crazy or is it comforting? Or somewhere in between. It used to be both. I don't know. I don't even remember anymore. I mean, it's been so long. But uh, at the time, it was driving us a little... I think I wrote the song when we were on tour in Germany. Germany. Yeah. And uh, it was a lot of driving and a lot of shows. And it was just the two of us. And uh, it was driving me a little crazy on that one. But it was great. I think about it now and it sounds, sounds awesome. Just like loneliness. It felt like throwing ourselves onto the Autobahn every day and just kind of hoping we didn't get in a wreck at yeah. a certain point, you know? Yeah, you know, the I think the thing that some people don't n- know, unless they do tour, is that you're like an energy efficiency machine where, as you kind of illustrate in the song, you want to be able to play the show first and foremost, right? Sing, perform well. But you're tired. And then... It gets boring. But I've found instead of trying to figure out something interesting to do, you have to save that energy for the show. So you kind of get caught in this conundrum when you're like, ah, that museum's like pretty far across town. If I just sat here and maybe dozed off and ate lunch like I do every single day, uh, then I'll definitely have a better show. So you kind of get caught in this cycle, yeah. I I think. Have you have any tricks or anything to get out of that you have have you ever tried anything new or do you have we ever tried anything new you've never tried anything new i haven't um can't say (laughs) because it really i mean i'm serious it's hard it's for me it's like risky you know you get scared if you're like oh let's i'll give you another example let's go swimming in that river that's really fun and you all get sunburned it's 25 mile you get sunburned and yeah we had like six beers Uh and yeah oh my god i'm dead for the show that was fun though I feel like things that I've given up for touring are like skateboarding and snowboarding, you know, like mm-hmm. I just don't do that anymore. Cause if I break my wrist, cool. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like weird things about me. Like if I read a book before a show, then I'm going to feel way too introverted in my head to get on stage. So I actually have right. to be like somewhat social before a show. Otherwise I'm just going to not, want to go on and play right i feel like what what works for for me is i we've been really good about just kind of like i think that's why we schedule off days sometimes um instead of playing that show we just are like an off day is really the only chance we're gonna get to get that time to do something different Mm -hmm. because you're right like it's really hard to fit in that special activity that thing that's new or whatever like oh you have to you're in this town you have to see this thing which everyone always tries to push their tourist attraction on us yeah. and we're like man i wish we could but seriously like it's yeah not... <laughs> we like camping a lot on tour like camping helps, finding yeah. some hot springs um oh that's nice yeah so like off days are great for that the other thing that i like a lot is like um i don't know i mean i think places are important but people are just as it's not more unique yeah, wherever you go we... and we kind of take the i really like having that like taking that time first thing in the morning to have breakfast with like your host or like spend some time yeah. with them wherever they want like what's your favorite place to eat in town or like what and like taking that first thing in the morning is great because then you still have the whole rest of the day to get really tired in the van <laughs> and beaten down and then have to get to the show and then recharge and do your show so right we kind of always are like on the hunt for 
good food on tour. I mean, like we eat fairly cheaply, but like we never get fast food. We're just after like um, tacos, burritos, Asian food. Yeah, pretty much. Um, we make the food part of the experience. Yeah, it's definitely because yeah. we have to eat. So I do that too. I that's the one thing I do is just at least every morning look and say, oh, is there an interesting restaurant? Yeah. And it doesn't matter what kind of restaurant it is usually because I'm not eating a ton of food. So that's always kind of fun for me, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of like lightly eating in some new ex- new restaurant. Totally. I yeah. also really like looking at the uh, local like classifieds <laughs> of whatever mm-hmm. t- town I'm in, random town I'm in, if I can yeah. speak the language. And then uh, that's like a little window into this. I'm like, okay, I understand what this this town's about. Yeah, that's a good that's a good way to get a. We had this one show in Elko, Nevada, where the two divorce attorneys in town were the only two people at our show, and they were like the talk of the town because they were both recently divorced and gotten together, and it was like <laughs> they were on all the was, billboards. Yeah, it was a scandalous show. Nobody liked them, I think. Yeah, <laughs> and we weren't drinking at the time, which was a bummer because it was a really great cocktail bar, but. And it just was the perfect yeah, but... opportunity to get really drunk with the two divorce attorneys in yeah. town. And we were, you know, taking a break. Mm-hmm. I It's good to take a break, but I got to say you blew it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our room was above the venue. Like, we didn't have to go anywhere. Oh, my God. You really blew it. Because... That's gonna be a it's gonna be a Hollywood show any minute, and that was your opportunity to <laughs> all of the music for the show. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> find those people. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about uh, making this record. How much of it did you do on your own? Did you do demoing? Did you do any of the recording before you went into a studio? I engineered the whole record. Um, oh, you did. Yeah. And in a studio, I I used to like I I sort of helped form the studio in Portland that is no longer called Room 13. And basically, it was was like a project studio in the basement of a church. Um, And we were unaffiliated with the church, but we had a snake going up to the sanctuary so that there was a grand piano in there. We could record Mm. and put mics like 30 feet away and get the sound of the whole room. But yeah, it was kind of a crazy tracking experience i engineered all of it and then we had our friend tony kind of watch pro tools once we had everything set up for the first two days and then the last day i was in the control room playing guitar and operating pro tools while the rest of the band was in the live room and then we did the rest of the overdubs at room 13 and then some at bocce Mm -hmm. towards the end man that's a lot of work you did there did you make any mistakes did you ever go uh could you redo that take i thought it was good but you actually had erased it on accident um i don't think we erased any takes um i (laughs) but what the other thing is nevada is also a recording engineer he went to crass so he's really good and tony's a recording engineer and she also went there she went to crass so it was cool to like have a lot of built-in redundancy so like i remember i was like working on the snare sound i was like hey nevada what do you think about this snare sound and he was like i think you should do this and i was like okay and (laughs) it's kind of nice to have so many we have a lot of engineers we did drummer auditions a a while ago and like people were sending us instagram messages and being like by the way i don't know if this sweetens the pot but i'm also an engineer and we were oh like, no, that's bad. But, we don't want more engineers. Yeah. But Ellie, who we did end up choosing, is also an engineer. So yeah, 
you know. So you did auditions. It doesn't seem like they made it up to Seattle. You didn't reach this far. No. To me. <laughs> Sorry. Because I didn't, I didn't see it. That's you didn't okay. see it. You probably That's don't okay. follow me on Instagram. So. Well, maybe Ellie, you know, if Ellie gets tired, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> you guys give me a buzz. All right. Um, good, good swap. Good, good to know. <laughs> um, you got any new music in your lives? Anything you can't stop listening to? It doesn't have to be new music. It's so but new music to you. We're so bad at discovering music because we play it all the time. <laughs> I don't know. Are you? Do you ever find that like the more music you're like working on, the less you're listening to oh, music? God, I never listen to music. Yeah, I never go out and do... every time people are like, "What are you listening to?" I like say it. And I'm like, "Wait, that was three years ago that I listened to that album." <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. I feel. I mean, I guess I listen to music, but I I don't even know how I. It just kind of slips into my orbit um, um i've uh i've been listening to a lot of o rose lately the did, have you heard of them they're no. a really sick band they were in olympia yep. was it for a while and then they've played a lot in seattle and now they're still in olympia but they are also in portland um lathe oh La- yeah lathe. and then you've been listening to lathe a lot yeah yeah mm. um what's lathe all about lathe is a. Uh... An Olympia indie awesome. garage rocker turned country guy. Yeah. He's oh. really good. Wow. There's something going on in Olympia, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. I got to I gotta go down there and check it out. Are you guys playing in Olympia? On, do you have a show book there on your tour? We don't. We should. We should. Okay. Good idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe play with Lathe. Yeah. <laughs> good call. I don't know. <laughs> um, all right. Well, it was nice talking to you. And uh, this record is rad. I guess this is my uh, newest favorite music. Oh, so. sweet. Well, thank you for if listening. If you would have asked me, I would probably wouldn't have said that, and then I would have gone like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a great record. I, I really love it. And, oh, and I forgot to say, I think my favorite part of the entire record is the mantra at the end of Road Song. It's so killer. I want it to go forever. <laughs> <laughs> well... Good. Someday, hopefully, it'll start again. You know, (laughs) if you play it, if you play it last, try to get a loop going, and just as as the people are buying your merch, just press the looper button, going and going and going and going and going. That'd be groovy for me. I sound like I'm trying to produce your band. I'm not. I'm just riffing here. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, uh, before I let you go, I got one more question for you. What are you most looking forward to in the next year? Or what do you think is going to make you feel fantastic within the next year? I mean, I think getting back on the road is really like we love being on the road despite all the challenges it can create. But that's where we feel the the most natural, the most alive. I kind of feel like I was thinking about this yesterday, like this whole two years or because we were about to be on tour when COVID hit, and it just feels like a waiting room for a tour. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. It's just, we've just we've just been looking forward to it for a long time. So on that, once the floodgates open, what do you think the gas stations are going to run out of first from all the touring bands buying? Um, Hummus, coconut water, <laughs> uh, coconut water, <laughs> coconut water, <laughs> probably. LaCroix. All right. A bunch of, <laughs> a bunch of liberal ass bands touring through, like... Montana? Yeah, buying all the coconut water. There's, like, only three coconut waters in Montana. Yeah. yeah. Except for Missoula. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I hope to see you at one of those gas stations. All right. Yeah. Battling you for coconut water. Yeah. Or awesome. Okay. Well, uh, take care of yourselves. Congrats, and um, have a great tour when it starts. Thank you. Thanks so much. All right. Take it easy. Right, thanks. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. And where are you now?